You are listening to Feminine, a podcast featuring conversations with feminist organizers, advocates, and leaders. This episode may contain some profanity. Sorry, Mom. You are about to listen to the second half of my conversation with Shannon Gardner, Vice President of Community Impact for the Heart of West Michigan United Way. This part of our conversation focuses on feminism, our experiences of it, and what it really means to us. I hope you enjoy. You learned some stuff about you, which is like, that's what I was really excited about this interview too, because I was like, oh, I get to ask Shannon all the stuff that you don't, you don't talk about at work when you're talking about the weather. Right. Um, So I have a couple, a couple of, um, super hard hitting questions to start. So, um, first, how many pairs of heels do you own? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I recently purged. (laughs) Oh, so, so was this your choice or did your husband tell you to purge? Um, it was a, it was a combination. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I, I will tell you, I, I had over a hundred pairs of shoes. Oh my God. Yeah, I did. And so I probably have half now. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And you always, there's, they're gorgeous too. Thank you. You know, everyone has their addiction and um, heels (laughs) is my personal addiction. So I like a variety. I like a, I I just, you know, I think it's, says something about a person's uh character and their personality and you know mm. so I'm always as you mentioned fun loving so I like my shoes to be fun loving <laughs> and you know just special that was one of the things I loved was just what shoes is Shannon wearing today <laughs> and that's so funny because when I first came to the community I had not, you know, met a lot of people, but evidently people were talking about me and they were like, you must be Shannon because those are fabulous heels. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm being known by my heels. That's great. <laughs> I mean, Madeline Albright has her brooches. You have your shoes. Exactly. Um, there are worse things to be known by. <laughs> exactly. So I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my second question, um, and so I want to talk about the most important person in your life, Mm -hmm. your dog, Milo. Yes, my dog. (laughs) It is my heart. You know, (laughs) Milo just brings (laughs) this personality that you just love. He's so cuddly, and yet he's um, boisterous, (laughs) I'm going to say. Um, because he, he listens, he just follows. I mean, his demeanor is just so calm, but he's lovable. <laughs> so on those days that I'm having a hard time or a rough day, I, I know that Milo's going to just come and just, you know, share all his love with me. So he, that's my <laughs> baby. Yeah. He is, so he is this pure white. Is he a, is it a Pekingese or? Pomeranian. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an 85 pound greyhound. So anything smaller than that is just a small dog in my brain. Exactly. Um, which is a lot. So, <laughs> um, but so, so how many outfits does Milo have? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, oh, so, so, oh, I'm seeing a theme here because you have like displaced your shoe addiction for the dogs. Maybe, maybe your husband was like, we need to get rid of these shoes because you got a ton of dog outfits now. Yes, I do. You know what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know 
how many outfits Milo has, but it's quite a few. Um, and it's so funny that you say that because my husband and I were out actually shopping and we happened to pass these dog sweaters, you know, and he was like, oh, look at that one. So we didn't buy one, but yeah, he has lots. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picking on you right now. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I just, this is the little win. this is the window I see into your life is mostly Milo in his little, like, he's, he's got, he does have an attitude. Um, and I, I love the updates about him. So, <laughs> um, so I, um, I guess getting to more, a little bit more serious, um, so I saw that you you and your daughter recently got masks. And I told you I did some serious Facebook stalking before this interview. Um, and I really loved yours because the quote on it was, they whispered to her, you can't withstand the storm. And she whispered back, I am the storm. And I love that. Um, so who who said that originally? Um, I did. So you, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so my my nickname um when I was younger was Quiet Storm. And <sighs> yes, and I actually have a tattoo on my arm that says Quiet Storm. And so I think I knew that. Yeah, you did cuz we've shared tattoos before. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a minute. Oops. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up, people thought that I was very quiet, um, but they were kind of like, but when you, you know, become very passionate or if there's something that you need to speak about, mm-hmm. you, you become this big storm and it's like no one can stop you. And so that's kind of how I've lived my life is, you know, just being this quiet storm, observing and listening and hearing and uh, when it's time for me to create that storm, that storm is, you know, to deliver a message. It's to deliver power. It's to say there's something that I need to do or something that I need to to get out and make change. And so, you know, if, if that's the way that I need to be heard, then I create that storm. And I think it applies to everyone, you know. We mm-hmm. sometimes we allow, you know, when we say storm, we always think that it's a bad thing or that, you know, it's something that's going to hinder us. And I said I said that storm because sometimes we have to create a storm within ourselves to make change and mm-hmm. to reach out to others. And, you know, to just if there's something that we're passionate about, create that storm so that you can, you know, um, get your word or your message, you know, out to people. And so that's what I meant by that. That I, I immediately loved it. And I think I love it even more now that I know that you made that. It's I, it does. It does. It really does epitomize you. And, you know, it's it's so it seems so powerful to me because it really speaks back to, you know, taking back power. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what a lot of women see as feminism. It's not pushing some crazy agenda. It's reclaiming the power that was theirs to begin with. That's right. And there's so many strong and powerful women. Even when we get into those modes where we feel like we have nothing to give, we all have something to give. And so if we can just create that storm um, within ourselves and, and, you know, coming together together, 
oh my gosh, how much can we do? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so much we can do. And I think now people are realizing how strong women are and, you know, Mm -hmm. the capacity that we have, you know, to do multiple things. Yeah. Like walk and chew gum at the same time, you know, right? Like, you know, it's <laughs> in the kitchen cooking and cleaning. You know, we, we are CEOs. We are powerful enough to run the world. We are powerful enough to, you know, make change happen and, and, and in our own, you know, uh, areas that we we know we feel passionate about. And so that's that's just kind of been my whole world. And um, I thought what better way, you know, to take a nickname and to tell the world <laughs> what it means. Oh, I love it so much. Um, didn't didn't a friend make that mask for you? Or yeah. her name is Stephanie Simmons. She is in Cincinnati, Ohio, and her her business is we visualize customs. So they she custom makes masks and you know kind of all oh, cool. all sorts of things. Yes, yes. She's awesome. awesome. So does she have like a does she have a website? If we can rep that for um, our one Cincinnati listener to go look her. <laughs> Well, she ships all across the world. So, you know, yes, her, her website is um, www.vcm, wait, customize. <laughs> we visual customize. So wvc.com. Okay. So maybe I can like look that up and show note it or something here. I'm going to make myself a, a little note here. Um. Because if we can rep like women own businesses and stuff, I'm all for it. Yes. She is awesome. She, I mean, she does from, you know, customizing tennis shoes to, you know, paintings. And I mean, she's just very talented. So, and and matter of fact, she also made our Women United t-shirts. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love the, you know just just the continuity of um you know using a woman or a feminist owned business to to support a woman's project like oh my god wow duh <laughs> we have to support one another you know it's just a must there's um i i can't remember it, it where i heard it or where where it came from but like this idea that you know um of I and I don't remember in what context I'm doing a really horrible job of setting this up um but this idea that if you are not the the excuse of saying we don't have enough oh I think it's in like job applications or something so the idea that if we don't have enough applicants of color or enough like female applicants like that justifies why you don't hire someone for a role and I think the response to that is you're just not working hard enough for it you know because they're out there they are out there and I think you know what we have to do is um, so many times we when we create a job description you know we're looking at And I'm going to say this is where some of our bias, you know, implicit bias comes in is that we're Mm -hmm, looking mm -hmm, for this mm -hmm. particular person, this, you know, um, college graduate who has all these accolades and all these things. But that does that doesn't mean that they're right for the position, because many times there's so many women who have other skills to offer. um, And all we need to do is give them that that chance to, you know, thrive in an environment that can build and produce their skills and to 
add to your business or company. And so we don't do that. And then we also don't reach out to diverse avenues where, you know, we're looking at, you know, that minority area or that minority, you know, if it's a radio station or if it's a uh, you know, a newspaper that is totally dedicated to people of color or or dedicated to women. We don't typically do that. We we go with our you know the the go to like and I'm not, I don't want to put anybody on you know but your indies and things like that and mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not spread for far enough to reach um, you know women. And I think we have to value what women bring to the table. And a lot of times we are often looking at what a man would normally provide to right. that position versus what a woman could, can provide. And we've got to get out of that mindset. And I, and I think the implicit bias is important, too, that we talk about it because so many job referrals come from personal networks. And, and so implicit bias is a direct impact on that because, you know, if your network looks a lot like you and you're a white man, you know, that's who's going to get hired. And, you know, it's, (laughs) I hate to say it, but this um, quote has been echoing a lot in my mind lately, which is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. Nice. And, and I, I, I don't want to like, you know, cast aspersions and, and, say that trying is a bad thing, but it, you know, well-meaning people without a thought process behind them seem to be some of the biggest perpetrators of continuing these problematic issues. Right. And, you know, and, and, oh my gosh, I I like what you just said because so many times, and and sometimes it's not intentional because, but we've yeah. been groomed that way and, or that's how we were brought up. So we go to the first thing that we feel comfortable with. And sometimes mm-hmm. being uncomfortable should be a way that you know that you're making a difference. Think outside of what you normally would do, but we don't often go, you know, because it's easier to go to what we feel like we're comfortable or what we know versus going to another space that we either it's new or we haven't experienced before. Well, I think psychologically it's harder because um, it causes greater stress. And so you mentally even have to work harder. Um, and and how lucky, you know, just as an aside, like how lucky we are that that's a choice. Some of us anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just, real quick preface on there. Um, but, but you know, like, and that's something that I think about frequently and especially over the last couple of years when thinking about how lucky is it that I can choose to be uncomfortable. Exactly. And you know what, Allison, I think what we have to understand is that being uncomfortable is okay. There's not yes. a problem with that. You know, it's, it's a part of growth. So, and I think Mm -hmm. so many times people feel like, oh, well, I don't want to do that because I'm feeling, you know, uneasy or, but you just got to go for it because you know what? You never know what you're going to receive out of that. And take it from someone who is perpetually uncomfortable and awkward. Um, You will survive. (laughs) (laughs) But you said it earlier. It, It has been a journey and a growth 
for you throughout mm-hmm. this process. And I think that that right there was an example of how we need to know that we need to be uncomfortable and, and you know, uneasy in certain situations because it provides not only awareness, but knowledge. And then you take that knowledge and you say, okay, what can I do with this? And how do I grow in the direction that I feel is most important for not only you, mm-hmm. but for people that are around you? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious about what you're going to say to this, but I wonder who are some of your sheroes? Um, who are some of the women who are inspirational to you? So personal or just, um, both and one or the other, I don't know, whatever you want to say. So I, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, you know, certainly when I look back, um, through my life, I, I would, say it's really it's it's weird because um from a personal um when I look at family I never had those sheroes. Um mm. my support system was always externally and I had these very strong women who showed me and taught me you can be, you know, a vice president. You can, mm-hmm. you know, do these certain things. And it was always from that higher management level. And so they they showed me the things that I needed to grow in. And every time, Allison, I I had a female supervisor who provided me with the tools I needed to mm-hmm. put in my tool belt. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to take that. So I would say all my supervisors from previous employments mm-hmm. were my sheroes because they helped me to believe <sighs> in myself and my abilities and my skills, whereas sometimes I doubted me. I'm, you know, I used to feel like I don't want to be in management. That's too much work. That's hard. That's, you know, that's difficult. That's mm-hmm. this. <laughs> <laughs> And I never looked at it the way that I look at it now. And, you know, right now I look at it as I'm just a mentor. I'm a vehicle to allow other Mm. women and bring them up to become the person that they want to be. So I would say when I look at the personal part, those are, you know, people that contribute to my life throughout have been my sheroes. And currently, I would say for eight years, Michelle Obama, of course, is, is just of my hero, of course. I mean, that lady brings so much to the table, to the, the, the country, um, and she keeps it very real. Um, she tells mm-hmm. you, you know, when it, it's something that you don't want to hear. Um, she tells you the difficulty in, in some of the things that we're doing. I mean, she just really, she, you can tell that her heart is pure and she wants the best for every woman. But she is the one who really speaks out loud, I think, for many women who don't have that ability to, to speak out. So mm-hmm. um, I've taken, I've read her book and I've taken lots of notes and I'm like, okay, I need to apply that. I need to, you know, change <laughs> to myself and how I think and how I process certain things. Um, so I would say right now, even though I've, I've never had the opportunity to actually meet her, I did attend um, one of her conferences and it was mm. just amazing. She's just so powerful and in the way that she delivers her message to you. It really makes you take a step back and say, how do I contribute to this this womanhood, this this you know, empowerment of women and how do we become one to make this, this movement um, and to have this impact that, that can demonstrate the strength of a woman. 
Mm-hmm. So have you been listening to her podcast? I, I've been trying to get, I've only listened to maybe one or two, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I've listened to all of the episodes so far. I love it. It's um, one of the, the, the sense that I really get from her um, is that she has been so good. And now as I reflect on her term as first lady, because um, I want to say, I'm trying to think, because o- Obama was elected in 2008. So I think the math, I'm having trouble with the math at the moment, but I think he was the first president that I was able to vote for um, in the general election. I think that was the first general election vote that I cast. Yeah, because it was, um, I saw him speak at a convention the summer after my freshman year of college. So that would have been, um, yeah, that, that, that would have been, but anyway, so, um, you know, kind of, as I was a young adult was when the Obamas were in office. Right. And she was so good at saying, this is what I need to be a good mother, to be a good woman. And these are my lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is a spot staked out for this thing. And I think that's something um, that women struggle with so much, especially when you get into motherhood and career and marriage and, you know, and juggling all of those things. It is. It, it is. And, and that's why I said, you know, I took so many notes because one, you know, we always think as women, we can't, you know, show our weakness. We can't show mm-hmm. that we're struggling with something or, you know, if there is, uh, if we're going through a depression or something like that, we're not supposed to show that because that's a sign of weakness. And mm-hmm. it's a sign that we're real. Um, you know, yes. so, uh, you know, just looking at that, yes, our, our jobs may be important, but so is our mm-hmm. family and so are our kids. So how do we we kind of split ourselves up to to address all those things in our in our you know lives and on a daily basis, but still remain whole? And that, yeah. that's kind of what she's really, you know, illustrated to me. And so many times as women, we feel like we have to let our careers, you know, be first place. And with Michelle, mm-hmm. she's really said, no, that's not the case. You know, we have to embrace mm-hmm. all these many you know areas that we take care of and we nurture and we help build um, so that we can be kind of well-rounded and um, pro- provide the needs in those areas. Yeah. So this is actually a great segue. So speaking of <laughs> balancing, I know, right? You're like, oh God, what is she going to ask me now? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, one of the things that I um, also really admire about you is your marriage to your husband. Oh. Um, you and your husband, Sonny, um, yes. Our high school sweethearts, right? We are high school sweethearts. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. And um, he cooks for you all the time. He does. You're getting like these like five star Michelin level meals up in your house. And you have this wonderful man just taking care of your every need. Um, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... 
I think that's such a beautiful thing and to grow with a person like that. So, um, I don't know if that's too personal to talk about or nothing's too personal to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, it's funny because in high school, I really didn't like him. And, (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, he knows the whole story and he just really was just like very adamant that you're going to be my wife. You're going to be my wife. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I was so into sports. I was just like, I- I'm I'm going into, you know, the military. I'm doing this. I'm, you know. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I was going to go into the Coast Guard after I, you know, graduated from high school. But, um, and he was at, just adamant. And so um, <laughs> he would come, I, I played basketball and softball and he would come after practice and bring me these, my favorite candy bar, which was a Twix. Oh. And yes. And so he was just there. I mean, every time I, you know, turned around and, um, I f- just fell in love with this very passionate, um, guy who just thought that my world was so important. Um, and so we, you know, from there, we just, you know, continued. And I, I won't tell you that, you know, it, it wasn't a struggle because, you know, with, with re- any relationships is always a struggle. But he's been my supporter. He's been my rock. Um, he's my best friend. We laugh and, and, and giggle like we're still in high school. And, you know, mm. we're 35 years in, in to our marriage. Um, so we, wow. yeah, we, we've been, you know, through everything ups and downs and, you know, he's my number one supporter when I feel like there's an adventure that I want to take on. He's always like, <laughs> go for it. You know, you've got, you know, you've got this, um, regardless of how I may be like, oh, I don't know if that's, you know, out of my scope or if I'm, you know, talented enough, he's always right there saying, you've got it, you know, just go for it. So Yes, he's he's my my rock. <laughs> do you do you think there are things that you wouldn't have done if you didn't have him in your life as as a feminist husband? Because because I, I think that's what he sounds like. Yeah, you know, I I will tell you, I I probably would not have taken this job here. And in, in, okay, you know, um, he was the one who really pushed me and encouraged me to get out of my shell. And to pursue something that I really felt that I had, you know, I I could contribute to. And, um, you know, when I went to him, I said, okay, you know, I've got this interview. It's the, here's where it's at. And I was like, if I get it, you know, we gotta, we gotta move. He was like, go for it. You got this, claim it. It's yours. And, um, from there, I mean, he was like, let's go visit. Let's go see what it's like. And I mean, just from every step of the way, he was the one who motivated me and, and encouraged me to, to accept the position. Oh, that's amazing. Well, tell him thank you, because otherwise I would never have met you. I so, know. Uh, <laughs> I know. And then especially the cheesecakes that he would make for the office, right? Oh, I know. And and just so people know, he's a, a professional chef, right? Right, right. Yeah, he's I, uh, I, at Amway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought I remembered that for sure because I was like, I know who's got the hookup. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I have to watch it so I don't gain weight, you know. 
You look fabulous. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I I also my husband has been incredibly supportive, and now he actually cooks more than me. So um, he's been supportive of you since day one that you guys met. Yeah, I think I remember. Um, when I told you that I was moving to the Detroit area, you were basically like, I told you so. Uh huh. You were like, I'm surprised you lasted this long. <laughs> I knew he was the one for you, you know, and he brought this personality out in you and you were just glowing and, and you were eager to do many things, you know. And so I was like, ah, this is it. You were like, I don't know. I got to see. <laughs> So then when you moved, I was like, yes. And you got married. I was like, just crying. Cause I'm like, oh. so happy for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But you know, it's funny though, because in the same way that, you never would have taken this job without your husband. I don't think I would have gone to law school without my husband. Right. Um, you know, I don't, um, before I met him, I didn't think that I could have a family and a career, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's so crazy because I, at the time that I thought that I was like 26, 27, I met my husband when I was 27. So like, I wasn't some super young, naive person. Like I'd seen some things and it's so crazy that, you know, we just don't, you know, like for, in, in the one hand, like this, this idea of feminism that, you know, it's all about women. Mm-hmm. because I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. And, and also that, you know, it's only with having those healthy, like, f- like relationships that you can become the full version of yourself. Right. Right. I totally agree because I mean, you, the example that you gave, you know, you, you're not sure if you hadn't have met your husband that you would be, you know, going to law school. And that that just tells you that when you have someone who, who supports even though sometimes we don't feel we're strong, but who supports mm-hmm. a strong woman in her thoughts and her beliefs, how that is, you know, that's so needed. And it encourages us to just do more than what we ever thought we could do. Um, right. Yeah. So it, it's amazing to have that kind of support from, from your husband or your spouse, um, you know, or your mate is, you know, and I think we don't always look at them you know, as, as being a support system in that manner. Yeah. In terms of like making our dream, like, you know, our dreams become their dreams and their dreams become our dreams. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Oh, what was I going to say? Um, Oh, I remember now. <laughs> I have a, if, in case you're wondering, I have like a little like notepad over here that I keep looking at. That's why I keep like, and I was writing earlier. I'm, so I'm always listening. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I've referred to a couple of times in our conversation, kind of how, you know, my, my feminism has changed over time. And I, I think that it had, it continues to do so. Um, And I wonder if you had, um, you know, like, if you've had a, an experience like that, if, if you, 
Um, I mean, I don't imagine that you were born like, I'm a strong, powerful woman and, or woman, no, <laughs> not women. <laughs> no. Um, no. So I wondered if you want to talk a little bit about that, that journey. I'm curious. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned before, I was very quiet when I was younger and um, mm-hmm. I was just all into my own little zone. You know, sports was my thing I, and, and that's what I did. Um, and so coming from a community, um, neighborhood, um, where we struggled, even though, you know, the families around us, we didn't think we were poor because we just thought that that was the way, you know, of the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, then as I start just trying to reach out and I start seeing, you know, certain things and exposing myself to certain things, I was like, wow, there are so many things that I need to learn and grow and, you know, be able to speak out. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but I was still afraid because, you know, growing up in poverty, you don't know who to trust. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and you, so you don't want to make yourself vulnerable. Um mm-hmm. You don't know, you know what avenue you're supposed to take because you've never had those supportive people in your, you know, or or people who have those resources to show you, hey, you know, connect you here or network with here. And so mm-hmm. I I didn't have that courage um, at first. And you know when you when we talk about those sheroes and and we talk about our husbands being a part of that uh, support system and saying. Hey, you're very good at this. Have you realized that? And and to keep reiterating mm-hmm. that, um, I, I don't think that I probably would have pursued certain things in my career if I didn't have that. And I will tell you that it's often, even though I've, I feel like I've you know moved to different levels in my in my life, I still have those um, moments where I don't feel like I have the talent or the the strength. And so sometimes, you know, that's where I have to go back into a self-reflection or Mm -hmm. I reach out to, you know, my, my women friends, you know, you, and I'm like, let me, give me some feedback, you know, what has been (laughs) your experience or what do you think about this? Or, and just getting some of that, that, uh, warm love that women Mm -hmm. give each other and that empowerment and, and the confidence. Um, and I think that's, to me, what has helped me to jump over those hurdles that, that I faced, but I, I did not have the confidence that I do now. Um, I, you know, one of the other things I will tell you is that growing up, I was always ridiculed about the complexion of my skin. I was so dark mm. and I got named, you know, name called. And I think that was one of the reasons why I was so quiet and, um, you know, just, mm trying to go through that in high school and, and, and then, you know, realizing I'm a a beautiful young girl, I'm a beautiful woman as I continue to, you know, blossom. And so I had to start believing that myself. And I think when I started to believe that and, and then have those support systems that were helping me to, you know, grow even further and blossom, I start getting that, you know, Hey, I can do anything I want, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I am this powerful, strong, beautiful black woman, intelligent woman who can achieve mm-hmm. anything she wants in, in her life. And so I think that that's what I try to give back to 
all mm-hmm. women, um, is to say, believe in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself first. And then all those who are in your, your space and in your circle will believe in you and pour into you. And that's what helps us reach our full potential. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's the truth. Um, <laughs> that's why it's so fantastic. Um. So I wonder if you started wearing heels around the time that you started feel, really feeling yourself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I did. I, yeah, I will say um, right after high school, I, you know, mm-hmm. started really just wearing the heels and, you know, they start growing and, you know, getting bigger, you know, <laughs> four inch stilettos and, you know, higher. So... Yeah. <laughs> so so if you see Shannon walking down the road and she's wearing five inch heels, you're like, damn, she feels good today. <laughs> yes, I do. For some reason, um, it does help build your confidence. You know, you're walking, you know, it's just stepping. So, <laughs> you know, actually, it's funny because I've been thinking about that through our conversation is I'm five nine that is a tall woman, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of women taller than me, but I've been this tall since I was 12. So, um, that was a huge confidence hit for me. And I didn't get into heels until well into my adulthood. Really? And yeah, cause it was a huge, like, you know, I just, I didn't want to call attention to myself. I didn't. And so I do, equate heels with self-confidence like that's and that's why I thought about that when you were saying that because like to me when I'm like I am feeling sexy I am feeling powerful I am gonna wear these heels today it does you know and and on the days that you wake up and you're like okay I really don't have the strength I really don't feel like doing anything and once you get dressed up and you put those heels on, there's mm-hmm. something that just clicks in and you're, you're feeling proud and you're, you know, you're standing tall and it's just automatic. You, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. I, I got this. I can take on the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, when they say, you know, fake it till you make it, we're all doing it. We're all doing it. Yes. 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 <laughs> Whatever it takes to, to give you more energy to, you know, go out and get it done. Hey, I say go for it. And so for me, heels is the one. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> so, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It, it brings something special, you know. Um, so, so you talked about Michelle Obama's book, um, is it, are there any other kind of like books or, um, you know, movies or anything that have sort of really been influential on you? Any movies or any other books? Um, I mean, it's fine if there aren't. So I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't. There's so so I, I read a lot of African-American writers. Um you know, books. Um, so, I mean, of course we, we know, you know, Maya Angelou, you know, all those, mm-hmm. you know, well-known, um, authors, um, which each one has, you know, poured little pieces into me. Um, a mm-hmm. movie, 
I don't know. I don't know that there's been a movie that has really, off the top of my head right now, I can't think of a movie, but I'm sure that has been one, that there's been one that's really gotten me. So I can't, I can't recall it, but yeah. Um, I, I love books that show you a, a personal journey and um, mm. show you, you know, kind of, all these different dynamics that come into play when you look at life and life mm. changes and what life can bring you or not bring you and that you have to get out there and make it. Um, I, I like, I read a lot about, um, you know, just the self-reflection, um, how to build yourself. Um, a lot of the motivational, you know, kind of books uh, that's what I read a lot about. And it just kind of helps me to see things from a different perspective or someone else's, you know, lens. Um, and then I, you know, I take that and I try to incorporate or change some of the things that I know need to change to be changed. And, and, you know, and I always see back and I'm like, okay, did I implement this? And if I implemented mm. it in, into my life, what did it do? You know, did I like the effect of it? Did I not? Did I feel comfortable? You know, what what was it that, you know, tugged on my heartstring? And and so I use that for personal growth. And so I, I read a lot more of those kind of books. That's incredible because there's so many people who go through life without that intentionality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, you know, I, I think... As women, so many times we question things that we do. And Mm. so I wanted to get away from questioning myself. Like, you know, did I make this right decision? Did I, you know, say this right the right way? Did I speak to this person, you know, in a respectable manner? And, um, you know, so sometimes I think it's very good for me to just kind of sit back and and analyze myself and say, how did you do Mm -hmm. today? You know, because I never want to treat someone the way I don't, you know, I, I, I would like to be treated. I would like to treat that person the same way. And so, you know, I think as we are always growing, you have to, you know, sit back and say, what could I have done better? Even though your day might have been great, but what could I have done better to make someone else's life, you know, feel complete or to feel like they're, you know, uh, adding something to, you know, our existence. Um, and so those are things that are most important to me. And I, I always look back because I, not only is it the woman, the nurturing aspect of it, but, you know, it could be the social work, but it's just, you know, ha- having that um, care, caring attitude and, and, um, believing not only in myself, but believing in others because it takes more than just me to make this mm-hmm. world go around. And, um, again, I just have to go back to looking at my childhood and how I grew up and looking at other women who may have been struggling the same way. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it's all of our duties to share and pour into someone else, um, and to me, that's how you grow to become this strong, phenomenal woman, or I'm going to say women, because mm-hmm. I will say that the, the, the movement of women coming together is stronger than ever. And so, and, and I think it's stronger than ever because we have come together and we realize like we are important, just like, you know, men are. We have, you know, all these mm-hmm. assets that we can deliver in so many different ways. 
And just because it's different doesn't mean that it is not important. It means that there's mm-hmm. different ways that we can get at, at this work that we need to do. So I, I just feel, you know, um, when we self-reflect, we bring more to, you know, ourselves and to others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking about this also, that reminds me, and, and I was thinking about this when we were talking about how your female bosses were the ones who really pushed you and moved you along sort of, um, your, your path. Um, but probably my favorite quote ever is by Madeline Albright about women. And, and her quote is that, you know, um, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, (laughs) I believe in that because one of my, you know, um, CEOs, she, I didn't like her at first because I felt she was so mean. Like, I'm like, why is she always on my back? You know, why does she, she just, you know, rags me out, you know? And, but I started getting Uh it and I was like, okay, I see she's making me stronger. And, you know, so I started taking those negative things that I felt, well, what I felt was negative and I started flipping them and turning them to a positive and saying, no, she's really giving me the, the things that I need to face these other hurdles that are going to come in my life, you know, years from now. And so, but mm-hmm. I didn't see that until I allowed myself to stop looking at everything in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. I have a box behind me and my cat is like digging through it. Um Speaking of animals in our lives. I thought you were reaching back to get your new book that's going to be on the market soon. Oh, oh, my new book. (laughs) (laughs) And today we have for you, but, you know, which I did in my free time um, during law school. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I I think my husband would actually just like he would have something to say about that. Like if I decided to write a book while in law school and running marathons, he'd probably be like, Allison, in your own best interest, I think you need to slow down a little. Slow down. Right. (laughs) It's yeah. He's actually the, the one in the back of my head who like, I'm like, can I take this on and still see my husband? Yes. Like, and, and that's so good for me because I am a chronic overcommitter. Like it's a problem. You are. You really are, especially with the marathon. <laughs> Listen, I said it back when I was working with you, and I'll say it forevermore, but it's what makes me a good person to be around. There you go. Yeah. Um so we we all have our reasons we get up in the morning and and that makes me a little nicer to be with. Right. So Right. Um, (laughs) I've just never seen anyone who will hurt themselves or strain or there's, you know, and and still is very adamant about going to run. Like, I mean, you know, (laughs) okay. Well, in, in my defense, I have gotten better about like, if I need to take time off, I take time off. Good. Good. (laughs) Good for you. But it's also, I will say this too, um, on this podcast about you, um, that (laughs) 
it's it's my main coping mechanism yes you know yeah um and that's my main stress relief Mm -hmm. and um it adds this part of my day that you know that's the one part of my day that I feel totally okay being selfish about yes um so um yeah, I'm very protective of my running. But that so. builds you. That's what builds mm-hmm. you. So, yes, I mean, it's, it's what you just said. That example right there shows the reasons why you're doing these podcasts, you know, because mm-hmm. we all have those certain things in our lives that we are like, OK, this is just my space. Don't come into my space. I need this time, you know, <laughs> to, to gather my mental. <laughs> so, yeah, we need that time. Hmm. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. And so we're coming up on an hour and a half here. So I don't know if like we touched on anything that or we didn't touch on anything that you wanted to talk about or if you had any lingering thoughts or. Um, I think we touched on probably more than what I thought we were. And it was <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, I think what you're doing is. Um, awesome because there needs to be a lot more young women such as yourself that, you know, are willing to interview, you know, women who have been on, you know, different paths and journeys in their life. And I think this is how we grow from each other. Um, me learning a little bit more about you than what I knew initially, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's takeaways for everyone. So I, I really enjoyed this conversation Um, the one thing that I would probably ask you is what is your plan? And, and, and yeah, see, you know, I, I gotta ask. Oh, damn. You're (laughs) turning the tables on me. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) As you go through these podcasts and you Mm. speak with, you know, different women who share, um, you know, their life and, and their upbringing and things that they've, you know, um, gone through, what is your self takeaway? What do you want to take away from these podcasts? Ooh. Okay. So um, I started this, um, you know, there's a couple different reasons why I started doing this. So um, in the first place, it's because, you know, it's, it's part of my feminism journey, I think, but also I have always drawn the greatest power, the greatest energy from talking to um, other women. And that's, you know, that's really where I have found, um, because I'm, I'm, I think a natural introvert like you, I was very quiet all throughout school. And, um, I've always been the kind of person who has gravitated towards strong, very like intense, intimate friendships versus, And a smaller number of those. So like a personal connection is super important to me. And I think that there are women, women are a little better at that. Um, I think. Um, And so I think partially it was just this desire to learn more about women. I knew more about women. I didn't know. Um, I recently was plugged into a network of women doing organizing and advocacy work um, across the country. And what struck me was also, there's so many of us. Yes. Yes. You know, there are thousands Mm -hmm. of us Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, some many years old and (laughs) I'm 32. Nice. I'm 32. (laughs) I can say it. (sighs) Um, (laughs) um, and 
And, you know, and I just know, you know, like I'm 32 years old and it never really became clear to me how many strong, powerful, intelligent, empowered women are doing this work. And we don't talk about that. We don't talk about it. Right. And those, and, and, you know, because frankly, in my experience in the nonprofit world, and then as I've been going through law school and some other careers, um, in between or not careers, but whatever, um, is that it it is the women on the ground connected to their communities who know what needs to be done. Frankly, it's not the people sitting in and and sometimes the people sitting in these big offices are important, but but they need to hear from the people in the grassroots. Right. They're detached. Yeah. And and I wanted to both and that's why I'm kind of splitting these up and making two episodes out of these because I want to shine a light very deliberately on the work, you know, and broadcast that work because I have a feeling there's so many different ways to do this. Um, and then I also want to shine a light on the women because we just don't talk about women. And even like, you know, most of these initial episodes are with women that I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... How wonderful is it that I know all of these wonderful women, you know, mm-hmm. and I need another adjective, but, um, you know, like other people need to know about these women and the, the things they're doing. And so, so that was sort of like the big, you know, like, okay, let's just do it. And, um, and and I want to. I just wanted to learn. And as far as what I hope to take away, um, one of the things I've always done, especially or or I've evolved into doing, is I have stopped setting expectations or specific expectations going into new adventures. Mm. Um, because I think that you should have expectations, and my expectation is to learn, but I don't want specific ones because I think that closes you off from different learning experiences. If you're looking for something in particular, you're going to miss some other things that may come along the way. Right. And I think that maybe comes from my personal experience as kind of taking a winding path to where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like five years ago, I hadn't even met my husband. Then. Right. Um, had I, it was right around this time, five years ago. And now we're married. Um, (laughs) So, so actually, yeah, it was like right around five years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think broadly, I hope to, I hope to grow from this. Um, I hope to learn more. And, and, and I, I also do hope that as I'm, because I'm going into my final year of law school, I hope that learning from women and their perspectives and the work that they've done that as someone who wants to use my law degree to benefit the community that I'm in, um, that I can take that collective knowledge and use it to be a more powerful, more effective, um, servant of my community. Um, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't need to come in on my high horse and, and, you know, like nobody was like, you know who we need? We need Allison Putt. Right. We need her to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I, I want to learn how I can interact in a way that honors the work that's already been done. Contribute. Yeah. 
and but and but but help it in a way that maybe hasn't you know maybe maybe just needs a little I, you know what I mean Francis, yeah yeah I do, <laughs> I do. and so I you know I have to say that I applaud you um I think that you you you've always had the uh, wherewithal to, you know, just reach out and, and explore all those different things and, and pull people together. Your personality has always been shiny and bubbly. I think um, this radio mic, you know, headphone, you you have the voice. I really hadn't realized really? that, you know, until you just did this, but <laughs> you do, you, you, you have it. And so, uh, you know, one, I thank you for allowing me to come on and just share my stories and personal journeys. And then two, I, I, I thank you for, you know, bringing other women together to be able to have the same opportunity um, because it means so much to so many different women. So I wish you continued success in, in your law degree. And, and I certainly want an invitation when you graduate. And <laughs> if we can meet in person, <laughs> yes, whatever that is. And mm-hmm. I also want to wish you, you know, just a heart feel, you know, hug and, and, and everything that you're doing right now, because I've seen so much growth since, um, we've, you know, left each other, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just amazing to see how well you've changed and grown and and you're looking at the world through just a different lens. And it's, it's very meaningful to me. I I feel like, Oh my gosh, she's growing. (laughs) I was a baby when I was working I know, with I you. Like, oh my God, she's growing up. And so, yes, you're, 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 you're making your mark. And, um, I think that that is just great. You know, it's great for you. It's great for your husband and, um, it's great for people who are in your circle. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm going to invite you back so you can tell me more nice things about myself. Anytime. <laughs> I'm just kidding but this has been so wonderful I feel like like I have so I have my first um afternoon of classes this after right this today this today wow um and I actually feel like I can do it now I'm like okay we have energy we're excited go get them girl Oh. Well, you enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Have a great uh, day in class. And I look so forward to speaking with you more. As always, mm-hmm. we always have our little connection. So definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Allison Putt is the host. Matt Kaczynski is the audio wizard. Cassie Lee Kasner made the cover art. You can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Feminine Pod. The website is FemininePod.com. That's Eminent with an F, pod.com. If you want to support the show, you can donate on Patreon at patreon.com slash feminine or follow the show on social media or subscribe however you listen. Till next time. <laughs>